go live. Okay. And it's just a completely natural conversation. Oh, we're live. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Gross Domesticated Podcast is live. Hello. We have Shannon Fields here. Uh, I'm me. Pat George. I'm your host. I am uh, here. We were just talking about, uh, uh, what was, uh, what's the fourth, what's the one that, my favorite? Goblet of Fire. The, the Goblet of Fire. I saw the Goblet of Fire in person. Not maybe not the real one. I was gonna say like you were live on set. Like no. That's well, okay. Meant. So this is my this is my beef. <laughs> I love I love museums. Okay. Yeah. Museums I call them. <laughs> love them. I go to um, the all the Washington ones. You know the fancy ones. Oh, the Smithsonian's. Yeah, the ones. Yeah, that like, I love me a good Smithsonian. There's like there. These are these artifacts. Here's this thing that happened like a million years ago. Here's the what it looked like back then and all that stuff. All the fun stuff, right? You're all right. You can set it. Actually, hold on. I didn't on. know what I wanted to you do. You know what I should do, there. actually? Bad host. Should there be a coaster? You or? Bad host. Here we go. Bad host on a multiple ends. It doesn't sweat, so it's really just the no, uh, sound enough. technician in me, but here. That'll deaden it. I was going to... Well, that was the thing. I was like, oh, God, Perfect. if I'm going to be picking this up and putting it down, I don't want it to make a lot of noise. You go to these museums. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you see a painting, or you see a sculpture, or you see an artifact, and nine times out of ten, I think... This is, there's no research done here. I think I heard somebody say this, and it really made me sad, that most of those are just uh, replicas. They're not the real thing. Right. Isn't that wild? What? Yeah. The fuck am I visiting then? Right. I could just Google it. Well, that was how I felt. I just want to go see what the size is. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) No, but, but you brought up a really good point because I thought that I knew what museums were like. And then I went to England and France and then I went to like yeah, fancy museums. There. Yeah. Live. And yeah, in person. And so like I saw the Mona Lisa. The 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 one that the had shit thrown one. at it? Yeah, well not when it was getting shit thrown at oh, it. Was it the real one? Well, that it, it is the real one. But the thing is I saw it from like the other end of the room. There they had this line where you could go stand right in front of the Mona Lisa and I was like, "Well, I'm in the same room as the Mona Lisa, and I know what it looks like. So right. I know I'm, the size. Right. I'm like, well, and I was looking at it, and I was like, oh, it's just about what I expected, because a lot of people say, oh, the Mona Lisa is smaller than I think, but I'm like, no, that that's that yeah. sounds about right to me. Like, I was looking at it from a distance. I was like, that looks accurate. Yeah. Why would they? Why would anybody? Like, cereal, I think, is the only thing that actually sh- has to show you uh, legally uh, actual real size. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's the only thing that actually there's any kind of real legitimate like uh somebody holding them to a standard everything else can be because that's another thing is once you see a bunch of people standing around like um like most of jackson pollock stuff Mm -hmm. is too big (laughs) right you know what i mean like because every time you see that and you go to see it like i'm i'm as jarred I, i don't know why everybody gets so jarred when they're like oh it's a lot smaller than i thought when you go to see it and it's horrendously big Right. It's like it's like obnoxiously big. There's another painting. That's but do you obnoxious. think you could do a Mona, Mona Lisa? Sorry, Mona no, Lisa. Mo, a Mona the, Lisa. <laughs> could you do a Mona Lisa that size? <laughs> I don't think you could. I'm a cultured guy, and I don't think you could do a Mona Lisa that size. No, sir. Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. I well, there there was one painting that stuck out to me, and it's a painting from like the Les Mis French Revolution, not like the first one, but the the one where they did the barricade and all. The that. one about the movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. the mo- did they make the movie about the painting? Well, they didn't make... 
Hold on a minute. You're confusing me. So, but I'm really dumb, Shannon. You're going to find that out okay. on the show. But it's that painting where there's a woman with her, with her tits like basically out. Yeah. And she's carrying the French flag and like, oh, like yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about? That painting in person is absurdly large. It did not need to be that big. Because of the tits, you think? Because no, of like French people are pervs? Well, clearly. But it was just wild because it, it was so it was bigger than me. And I was like... But well, that's not a very good judgment of size. But it well, was, well, no, no. But that's like as far as a painting, yeah. Like, so, but it was so, like three or four me's. Like, yeah, that's tall. pretty big. No, not three. Well, so like, okay, so then at least was two it, me's tall. Like, is that is that also? Why do you? Is that how you? Everything? <laughs> that's about half of me. <laughs> that car. Yeah, it's about. Is that like? Oh, it's like twelve hundred me horsepower or me power. That's you know what that I think about that a lot when I see like those giant American flags outside of the car dealerships. Yeah, it's yeah. like how many me's big is how that? How many me's long is that? Yeah. Like or or squared? Yeah. Or something like that. So you're okay. That's my benchmark for size. We're we're gonna we're gonna backtrack a little bit. You've been to Europe. Yeah. You've seen cultured things in sure. person. You you like reading. I do love to read, yeah. Are you smart or something? I might be. I've been... What was well, your GPA? Well, I want to say, like, at the end it was, like, 3.31 Ugh, or something. Wow. But also keep in mind, I say that like it wasn't a good GPA. 3.3. What is... What's the highest you can go? Like a 4.0. That's pretty high, Shannon. It wasn't high enough to get to law school, apparently. Really? <laughs> no, well, so the thing about law school was that I took the LSAT and I... I, w- I was I would have been able to go to a law school. That law school might have been taught in a back alley, but it would have been a law school. <laughs> like you would have been able to like the <laughs> what's the Better Call Saul's like law school, whatever. Yeah, I guess I've never seen Better Call Saul actually. I've never really? actually or Breaking Bad. Weirdly Damn. enough, I only know wow. enough to know that those two are related. So you have seen both versions and love both versions of Dune. Yeah. And and read the book. Yes. Sorry, I'm gonna. It's okay. It's alright. My bad. It's no. Pre- it's no big deal. I'm really bad at. Remember it. Remember it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'll be like walking around at work and I'm, I'll go up. I'm the opposite. I'm where I ha- always have mine on silent and I miss calls all the time. But that's what freaks me out is because like I'm the person I don't know why but I'm the person that people call in the dead of night when they're like suicidal and oh. so that's when I like. Yeah. I just had a dude. I just had a conversation with Tyler. Not to bring the show back to suicide. <laughs> I just had a whole conversation with Tyler about that yesterday. <laughs> And I was, I found out that I might be an unsafe person to call in those situations. Yeah, so no, I'm going to keep my phone on silent, Shannon. Okay. Thank you for sharing that because my phone number is now. Yep. No, share it. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually 988 now for the suicide hotline. So it's a lot easier to share even right, to say like, yeah, cause not. it's not like a whole thing anymore. Now that whole logic song is basically like obsolete at this point. Yeah. 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 Just so like logic. Dune, you were, you were asking me about Dune. No, but just in, in general, like you, you like, like all of like, I you like Harry Potter, yeah. you like that stuff, but is it? Are you adverse to more popular? Like, cause I'm let me. I'm just gonna take a swing in the dark. Okay, you're a fan of Doctor Who. Yes, but I'm not caught up. Why is why is there? Why does it seem like that's a, like a, always seems to be like a lane? Do you also hate sports? No, I don't hate okay, sports. I don't follow it religiously. Yeah, and I don't like. I'm not a fan of any particular sports, but I don't. I'm not like, oh, look at the sports ball. My dad is that kind of way. He's yeah. just like sports like ball. Like a bitter, blah, 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 like blah. kind of thing. I yeah. used to be that way. I used to be that way, but like in the, like, I don't, it's not any, it's not a cooler version, but like in a punk way yeah. <laughs> to be like fucking, oh yeah, you're going to play football, touch each other's butts and yeah, shit like that. Me, I was in marching band. And so like to be yeah. able to be in marching band in high school, like you have to have some sort of 
like you have to come to terms with sports (laughs) to be able to do that you have to get some kind of pep some kind of spirit yeah yeah because otherwise it's just like all right when's halftime but like you know when when you were in high school you can kind of be like yeah that's those are people i know and that's my team like you know i I have math class with that guy or some shit you know was it was it often like what did you play in marching band trumpet trumpet yeah yeah i had somebody tell i told somebody that recently that's a hard instrument right well, I think they're all hard. I don't know if I'd be able to figure out the saxophone. But I played saxophone. I've actually. been told it's the saxophone. Funny you said that. Weirdly enough, I've been told the saxophone is the easiest instrument to learn. It really is. Like and I, I'm like, so how do you, how so? Because that it has too many bu- buttons. I get three buttons. I get three yeah. little buttons. But you have to do a lot more with those three buttons because you have to do a lot of fi- uh, weird like uh, finger twitchy things and like a lot of. Yeah, you have to. So for you people have that to are listening, I'm I'm doing a perfect Louis Armstrong impression. <laughs> Without the, the any kind of face paint, not no, no face paint. Yeah, no, we're we're not being nope, fraudulent. we're not that here. show, bud. Um, but like we have to go like, so actually that's the incorrect way to do it. Oh, Louis Armstrong like could, and I don't know if there's any documentation of this, but he really could have done some real damage to his face doing that. Damn. Well, yeah. I think he did. I think that's yeah. why he had to do it after that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and when you tense up the the muscles in your face so much, eventually it's like elastic. You know, you pull it too much and it just breaks. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I take collagen, guys. <laughs> exactly. Yep, I this take it all the time. We're sponsored by collagen. Collagen. <laughs> I take a lot of collagen, a lot of fish oil. You know what I mean? I take a lot of. Uh, turmeric you know i'll get into it later yeah, yeah but uh so you were playing trumpet was yeah. did you pick trumpet or did somebody go like ah i picked trumpet. trumpet actually ended up being kind of like the the instrument for me in a weird way and i think a lot of it my uncle played the trumpet and so i don't know i just always i thought so hear me out okay i thought the trumpet players would be like the cool kids of the band <laughs> so like i thought okay interesting if I, logic please explain so well i'm like okay well the trumpet players are obviously the jocks of the marching band obviously obviously so yep. i was just like well if i play the trumpet then everybody will think i'm like super badass and cool because trumpets are like you know they're loud and they're bold and people they're gonna be like, like look out shane yeah, is coming yeah it didn't work um <laughs> <laughs> did you learn a lot of did you learn a lot of cool like uh songs like as far as that like you could like did you have aspirations of being in a a trumpet player beyond uh, marching band or was it always like sheet music i always that was another thing too yeah. with saxophone was uh in music class i think that's when i discovered i don't know if this is dyslexia or what but like i wasn't able to like read sheet music i could like i could I knew what that was. I know that's a B, but like I have to write B under it. Like right. I can't in real time process. I had it. the hardest time. I didn't have a problem with the actual notes them being what they were, mm-hmm. but I had a problem with the t- like how it was supposed to sound. Like I couldn't look at sheet music and, and say know, like like how you were supposed to hit the note. Right, right. Like the timing of the notes and stuff. I knew shit, jack shit about sixteenth and eight eighth notes and all that shit right. so they would i would have to listen to it first and then once i listen to it i'm like oh that's how the notes work and then i'd be able to play it yeah i think a lot of times i would have um like i wouldn't even have i wouldn't necessarily have like too much trouble with like the the holding of the notes mm-hmm. or anything like that i would always cheat i would make sure that i would like i, I guess It wasn't necessarily the timing because that I think what it is is I would remember like sections. It actually helped me I think in when I went into writing music, but not I never played 
saxophone in like my the bands I was in after mm-hmm. that. But I and I never did marching band. It was just regular sit on your ass band. <laughs> we actually yeah. we never even performed either. Like I don't know what necessarily how much I got out of actual band except for the fact that my band teacher told me that I didn't look like a bass player. <laughs> Which is like, come on! I look like, like every bass like player, like an electric bass player. Yeah. Oh, weird. Like playing like bass guitar, because I told him that's what I wanted to play in like a, a real band. <laughs> I think that maybe I insulted him when I said real band. Yeah, maybe, maybe he was just lo- just like, well, you. Yeah. Well, you don't look like a bass player, loser. Yeah. I'm gonna crush this child's dreams, uh, but he, like, I it was it was just we just kind of learned songs, like practiced them in class. I don't think we ever put on a concert. We never marched. We never did anything, but I I learned basically how to uh, learn by hearing the like learn by play by ear yeah. essentially. That I can do a lot easier than reading sheet music. If I it's like a matter of that, like here's a sheet, mm-hmm. like you hand me a book of music, I would have to go through and translate all of it, play it a little bit, and if it's like a popular song or something like that, I'll be like, oh, oh, I know this song, I know this, you know what I mean? Like after a while, and then. It's not like I understand it, but if you play the song, it can go, oh, yeah, I know that, and just kind of mimic it. You know that what I mean? That makes sense, yeah. Well, I, um, the thing about, you were asking me, like, if I learned how to play something cool, and, you know, of course, we did all of the standbys that, like, middle schools and high schools always do, like, you know, the Indiana Jones theme and, like, popular things like that. Yeah. But um, I have this distinct memory I don't know if it's really distinct, but I'll move on. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know. So in my senior year of high school, we got to, I, we got to go to Disney world, which I had never been to Disney world before I was a poor child. And so I went for the first time and I'm like 17 world in Florida. Yeah. In Florida. Nice. And so we go down for our band trip. Mm -hmm. That was the, the band trip that year. And of course we're going down there in our Pennsylvania polyester, uniforms which first of all was the sexiest thing i'd ever worn to that point nice. um <laughs> was it the one with the big long hat on top and yeah yeah and like feather, and, feather and stuff yeah, yeah i basically wore like nothing underneath that uniform because it was a hundred fucking degrees in Ugh. florida yikes and we had to march down like the main street of disney world but they would not let any of the high schools or any of those bands play disney copyrighted music because it's you're on their turf yeah you're on their turf and like what if you play it wrong and it's like you ruin the disney experience for some child that makes sense it it really it does like they're really brand loyal and fucking disney yeah turns out apparently they really like money there yeah it's wild (laughs) they love it it's crazy (laughs) those people boy and um so we ended up doing ghostbusters the ghostbusters theme and so and also in disney when you're a high school marching band and you're marching through the streets you cannot be not playing for more than i think it's 10 seconds really so over and over and over again (laughs) we're just playing the ghostbusters theme with about 10 seconds of rest in between and i was a first trumpet at this point not the first chair because i wasn't that talented but like (laughs) i had to play this like really high note at the end of the song and i was like by the, by the end of the parade, I was like, absolutely fucking not. Let's not do that yeah, anymore. Yeah. So that is kind of a weird. That is like a, a nightmarish song to play over and over yeah. and over. How long after that could you until you could actually listen to it again? I've never had that problem. Like I've never 
heard yeah, a song a too many song. times where I couldn't hear it before. Now I do have like some trauma associated with some songs where I like can't listen to Which them one? anymore. Let's get into it. Um, Love for trauma the longest talk. time, for the longest time, I couldn't listen to "We Didn't Start the Fire," and I loved just that song. Just because it's is that Bruce Springsteen, Billy no, Joel, Billy Joel. Damn it! Someone's gonna really rip you apart for that one. I don't care. Who? Anyway. Billy Joel? Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> What's he gonna do? Hit me with well, the car? <laughs> it's it's because you associate it with certain things. So I was managing at a movie theater, um, okay. and towards the end of college, and we had this employee. I was not there for this, but we had to super fire him. Oh, because super fire. Yeah, I like this term. Yeah, yeah. So somebody, for some reason, the fire alarm went off in the theater. Like I don't know if somebody pulled it or what it was, but for the fire alarm went off and everybody was evacuated. Well, this employee had decided to then get in his car, pull into the fire lane outside of the theater. Blast! We didn't start the fire. Climb on top of his car, take off his shirt, and start whipping it around his head. And so then uh, we fired him because super fired him. We super fired him. So was the super part his part of it? Well, <laughs> no, we like so. I mean, this guy was like huge. He was a huge guy. He was very intimidating. Okay. And the yeah. management team were all of these. Well, mace. he's out of the building at that point. Can you just lock the door and just be like, "You're, you're fired, you're fired," and there's like. No, but what? So we were all kind of like mm, about it because all there were four of us, four of us, and they were all m- me-sized yeah, and yeah, women, yeah. and so and this guy was like six. Well, foot movie theater, yeah, four. movie theater employees in general aren't necessarily a peak physical. No, well, in most he was cases. They're usually children or yeah, young people yeah. that are meek. Yeah, but this guy was like like built like the rock and so we knew we had to fire him we hired him for protection what are we gonna do (laughs) right yeah well we pulled him into the office with all four of us and we were like you're fired because not one of us wanted to do it we all share the blame like we need to fire yeah basically yeah we had like signs and everything you know it was like a fun little reveal and he just said huh (laughs) what you say that I started a fire? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no, that's not what it was. And then he proceeded to har- harass us for months. But that's why I couldn't that's listen awful. to the song was, like, uh, associating it with this traumatic thing that happened. That's really, yeah, that's that's a weird, that's, and why that song? Did he ever say? Well, because somebody pulled the fire alarm. Oh. And he, <laughs> so he was like, we didn't start the fire. That's pretty funny. And, um, and then there were, like, customer comments that were like, yeah, the fire alarm went off and this this dickhead this started playing Jilly, Billy Joel, Jilly Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Jilly Bowl. <laughs> oh, Jilly Bowl. So yeah. was there any other, is there any, I, I can't think of a lot. So this is, I mean, again, very dark, but uh, yeah. the only thing kind of like that, Kenny G really fucks with me because okay. that's what was playing at my dad's funeral. Do you know what Why? I mean? I don't know. Who made that call? I think he did. Oh, like, God. I don't remember if it was him in general or Pat's shirt is on point. Hell yeah. Thanks, Hal. Appreciate it. How Kramer pounded off in the comments. And I and I get shit for my gay yeah. shirt. He did actually time. no. The next oh, comment really? was uh, Shannon's shirt is dog piss. That's what he said. Oh oh okay. Yeah, well, he actually didn't write that. That's I pretty said, homophobic. Actually, just, not gonna lie. <laughs> he said Milo got COVID. <laughs> Irony. He's the guy. He's the lead singer of this band. Oh. Uh, that's he got COVID. This was early on. This was when, if you remember, early on into the pandemic, this was uh, when bands weren't able to tour, and they're like, uh, we got a very special release of a album that we've been working on that's not done and we were touring to support it uh 
and a shirt <laughs> and they're yeah. like basically we need just we need money so i actually mm-hmm. there's a couple bands that i was like yeah I'll, you know yeah because they're not essentially like as big as other bands yeah donate like yeah. 15 20 bucks to them or whatever but that yeah. is pretty funny um but yeah we were uh uh what were we just saying oh yeah uh can like i think it was either my like either my dad's request or like my mom just thinking it would be nice and soothing but like now it's like man that really fucks listen like, i get i get the feeling behind it but i don't think i've ever been soothed while listening to kenny, kenny g. g yeah it, this was yeah it was yeah i don't it's it, always it, made me feel like i was on the set of a porno on edge oh really <laughs> that's yeah maybe yeah. i watch a different kind of porn than everybody else but yeah kenny g porno yeah yeah it's it's speaking a of trauma jeez right you know I mean? yeah Yikes. yeah and you guys wonder why i am the way i am <laughs> No, there's there's definitely, I have more memories or more things uh, tied to scent. I just found out that I may in fact be a super smeller. Oh. I wasn't aware of this. I know that I have heightened senses. I'm borderline superhero. <laughs> uh, but I do, I I because like, I smell everything I get. I register things with smell a lot of times. Okay. And I associate. So like, uh. A, the maybe like a sandalwood smell like that kind of smell pier mm-hmm. one that kind of smell yeah, yeah reminds me a lot of my dad's apartment because that's like the smells that he had so like i'll like smell that and i'll remember like certain things it's almost like a fucking weird time travel movie like yeah well i do have a weird thing about smells sometimes like i can't buy clothes from goodwill anymore because when I walk into a Goodwill and I smell the clothes, for some reason I associate that smell with like dead skin, like dead yeah, skin flakes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and one time, so this was. You no, know, I don't know why I don't. I, that's why I don't buy like sheets or bedding and stuff like right. that, or like mattresses, pillows, shit like that from those places. But I'm yeah. sorry, go uh, go ahead. Well, it also freaks it. me out. I used to love thrifting. I used to love like buying used clothes and stuff. But then I was just like, for one day, it just hit me. I was like, this could be a dead person's clothes, and then never again. Oh yeah, I always assumed. I just didn't oh, assume well, that they. Are you wait? So when you say dead skin, do you mean like dead people's skin? I don't <laughs> know what I mean by that. <laughs> or I, like I think maybe I just think. <laughs> no, I separate two those two. I no, I say. separate those two things. There's two different two things. Mi- yeah. Um, shit. What was the other thing I wanted to mention about that? It the was the dead skin in the. Yeah, yeah. You'd think that would jog a memory, but. <laughs> oh, you were saying associated uh, smells. Oh, yeah. so I had this weird thing happen to me. You've been to the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. Not yet. Really? I'm probably fixing to get kicked out of it with Mike O'Donnell coming up. Love that. Look for that coming up. (laughs) Hey, that's a pretty good plug. I love that. Yeah. Um, So... Have you been to a Renaissance? I have fair? been. Okay. I've been to I've been to the, in my opinion the Renaissance Festival in Clearwater and then Tampa, Florida. Okay. All right. Okay. I have to check that out. I'm sorry right. to flex like that on you. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Man. Okay. I just it's I'm, not just the haircut. <laughs> um, but one time I like I got I had an envelope right. Mm-hmm. And this is relevant. I got it. I licked the envelope and I was like, why does this envelope taste like the Renaissance Fair smells? I've done that so many times. I I used to, I've had to fix it because I used to say, this tastes like the Renaissance Festival. And people go, what the (laughs) fuck? Like, no, 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 no. How it smells. Like, horse shit and like turkey legs and like leather. I was thinking patchouli, but. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) Same thing. You know. Horse shit, patchouli, same thing. (laughs) actually wear a, a kind of patchouli-ish uh, deodorant and surprisingly i have found that it does work so there is a patchouli product that does work to cover up smells okay 
You don't have to use the uh, essential oil, like... Yeah. I don't know why I did this. <laughs> like that. I'm, I'm doing it like they're dumping it on all over their yeah. chest. So when you you licked an em- envelope and you it's, and it, it tasted, tasted like, like the something smells. Yeah. I've like I was like that times. is the smell of the and I don't understand how So that that's works. what freaks me out. Okay. Or let's get in Science. let's get deep into smells. Yeah. Let's get deep into smells, Shannon. That's why I don't like bringing food and or drinks into any bathroom. Once it crosses mm. the threshold, that makes a good point. Yeah, you know, I remember an episode of Seinfeld where the uh, his belt the his belt touched the inside of a urinal and he threw it away, and I was like, I don't know if I'd throw it away. That's a good call. I would <laughs> definitely disinfect it. I'd yeah, you know spray yeah. it down with shit. But I I I feel like I've got a little bit of that, but only with bathrooms. So even in my own bathroom, because I learned that when you smell like poop or fart or shit anything like that when yeah. you smell fart you're smelling poop particles it's particles of poop well now you've ruined fart smells for me no no no. it's still fun it's, st- okay. it's, it's still yeah. good it's still fun but i've learned those things either linger in my nose or in in my face somewhere i register maybe i'm part dog again could be a superhero i haven't registered i haven't i just i haven't checked that off the list but i just can't figure out how super smell benefits the population at large so you know, can you can you dig a little bit further into that about how like how, how that help? would be useful a bomb sniffing human seems a lot more useful okay. than a bomb smith like a dog goes yeah but like i can just go hey there's a bomb over there and by the way i think you should cut the grain wire <laughs> you know what i mean i can help a little bit more you can smell the wires <laughs> Give a little bit more insight. you can smell yeah. which one's Hold the on. good wire <laughs> green one <laughs> this is a green one <laughs> I don't see, see okay. that's, that'll be, a, that's a fun bit then, just if, thinking about, like, fires, uh, I guess. gas leaks, uh, carbon Pat, monoxide, this may, poison. this may shock you, but I can also smell fire. But, like, further than me? Oh, further well, away I don't know, we'd have to, Do you smell there would have one? to be, like, a, a smell Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how we register, basically. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know the, I don't know the benefits of it, and I really haven't had, I also have a, uh, a, a but how do you fight crime with it? Well, it's not a superpower. Like, how do you, f- like, there's superheroes like Jubilee that shoot fireworks. Why do you fight crime with yeah, that? You distract them. It's then like the illusionist in the D and D party. Just like, what? look at this giant Godzilla monster I just created. While my ranger like pops you off with the. Wait, what was the who who's making the Godzilla monster? Well, okay, I was just talking like about how like how an illusionist in a Dungeons and Dragons party helps the party by like See, creating See this is where this is that that's where I hop off the iceberg. Oh, okay. D&D. <laughs> that's where I like I go I can I can I can hold my own here but then D&D. Oh, okay. So you go deep into smart. You you like to play smart games and shit like that. I do like a lot of games. Like I play a lot of board games. My family and I are really into board games. Um but I mean, it helps that I have a really nerdy dad. Like my dad was the one who got me into Dungeons and Dragons, and your I started. That's a cool dude. I'd yeah. say he's a cool dad. He is a cool yeah, dad. Yeah, I w- yeah, I've met your dad on a couple occasions. Count- shout out to your dad. What's his dad's Brian. name? Brian. Brian. <laughs> that's such a that's such the, a nerdy Brian. It's dad weird name. to say my dad's name. Brian. Brian. <laughs> I know. I heard it. You I was went, just like Brian. Wow. <laughs> he has an other name that I'm not aware of. It is weird. Yeah. Uh, but it's still. Um, it, uh, I feel like the calling your parents by their first name. It's weird. It's liberating in a little way, though. It can be. Brian is indeed very cool. Hal agrees. Yes, I appreciate thank it. Thank you, thank you. Thanks Hal. for pounding off, bud. Uh, yeah. I so so how so not how sorry. Uh, Brian, yeah. <laughs> your father. Mm, yes. He was he, did he like read you nerdy stuff or was he just into he, stuff and then you got like 
by osmosis kind of thing? Or? Um, a little bit of both. My dad actually like is obsessed with the idea of winning parenthood, okay. like like accomplishing the ultimate like nerd making pa- making yeah. the best kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like every once in a while, I'll tell him like, "Hey, I watched The Wicker Man for the first time" or something, and he's like, "I did and? right by you." <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, no. And then so I told you I was helping um, him pack this weekend because um, he's moving and otherwise it would be kind of weird to have yeah. him pack. <laughs> just like, yeah, he's just hanging out, but we we're like, we're just we'd tired of just shit laying around. Yeah, here. right? <laughs> just like, pack it up, put it away. Get your shit, put it in the closet, and just sit in this empty room. Yeah, well, so Brian. we were talking about a shredder, uh, a print, you know, a paper shredder, and I was just like, no, I thought you were, I thought you had like a samurai-looking motherfucker like upstairs that you would just hand him a document and he'd go like, yeah. and my dad's like, I've never been more proud of you. <laughs> That sounds awesome. And he yeah. was like, well, he was like my 26-year-old knows Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is not incredibly outside of the realm yeah. of like. But he means like the original. Yeah. He, he knows yeah. which one you're aware of. Right. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. So you guys, you have a really good relationship with yeah. your dad. Not mm-hmm. not as much with your mom or? Not at all with my mom. I haven't spoken to her in three years. Dear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's trauma right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's a lot of trauma. Hopefully no songs or smells with that. No. Well. So my mom, I do have an issue with cigarette smoke because she was a chain smoker and she would smoke inside the house. And so I often went to school smelling like smoke and because like, it, it's it's rough. I have a very fun memory uh, tied to my mom with cigarettes as well. I used to go with my mom. She worked at home mainly, but when she used to have to go turn in her transcription uh, documents and stuff like that, mm-hmm. she used to transcribe medical uh, dictation oh, okay. at home. And then she would bring in stuff and she would uh, have cigarettes with the ladies in the back of the office. And when she was done with her cigarette, she would wait and she would let me flick it into the little puddles so I could hit, make it go isn't that cool sure if it's I, not if it was it's a nice <laughs> memory i like it oh okay well if it makes if it if it leaves you with a good feeling it was good fun for you. it was a fun memory i like yeah. it a lot but oh, like okay. it's also one of those things i'm like that's also it's it's uh it seems counterproductive it's also like one of the same uh justifications of like the uh like well you know go drink with their brothers at least i know who you're drinking with you know i'd rather you do it at home than do it at, you know that kind of shit yeah it wasn't that kind of like was your dad like that kind of and my mom wasn't either my mom mm-hmm. was the she was that was pretty you know rebellious but i was also very young yeah i think she was very young as a mother too <laughs> yeah my dad was 19 when but, i was born so was he like he's like cool you know these cool things yeah. you're smart you're considerate like yeah was, was he like also get fucked up around me let's get you know like, well, well we are much closer like than the I party find. house or no not the party house and what's really crazy is that um you know i see all these things on the television about like children who like you sm- talk like your dad too yeah. probably. <laughs> on the television on the twitters <laughs> see it all the time um that you know kids who sneak out and kids who like underage drink and stuff like that i never did any of never that did. shit I, well but, i did underage drink but well i did my prom night was like the first time I'd ever done that. Really? And yeah. And wow, what a hack. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. like a you're like a hack kid. <laughs> yeah. You did you did all this stuff. See, you had the act but that's a genuine movie teenager experience. Yeah. yeah. That's not like But but I never had to sneak out or anything like that mostly because uh, I mean, I didn't really have a reason to. Yeah. Well, um, you had no desire to. No, no, yeah. cuz I enjoyed spending time it's with my family. It's fun at home. This is where all my yeah. board games are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, my dad and my stepmom, they were like 
they were really good at creating an environment where I felt comfortable to come to them about things. Right. And and that's what makes good parents. Like right. seriously, that is really that is a right. Good Absolutely. Like anytime I've ever been in trouble or like made a mistake, I've been you know I don't keep it from them. I'm very comfortable being like, hey, I need help. And it and I've been in situations where like my mom wasn't like that. My mom very much was like, "Here are the rules. You have to stick to them." And then I broke all of her rules. Yeah, and, and that's how it's <laughs> got, yeah, and that really is how. Like I, I from from absolutely no experience, I can tell you that's exactly how it's going to go. <laughs> well, experience as like I was the youngest, mm-hmm. so by the end of, but after my two older brothers, my mom was kind of like. Like I was literally she I don't think she was here flick my cigarette <laughs> in the puddle at the beginning of yeah. the two uh, of the three boys. Yeah. But I think after the two boys and then also like her and my dad splitting and all mm-hmm. this other stuff and her life completely changing yeah. from what she expected it to be, mm-hmm. I think was kinda like Yeah, I'd yeah, I yes. Okay. Drink at your brother's house. I'd rather you drink there than out and I don't yeah. know where you are. You know what I mean? Like or if you're gonna hang out with older kids and do stuff I'd rather you do it with them because I, I was hard on them. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like she was like, I was harder on them than, or, you know, it, it's kind of, so I didn't really have that either. So I also didn't really have a desire to rebel, but by that time there wasn't a lot of rules in general. Right. You know well, I mean? and that was the thing too, in terms of like, so when I was working at the movies, um, you know, I was always kind of shocked at, like, all of the teenagers that would try to sneak into rated R films. Because yeah. when I was a kid, when I was in high school, middle school, if there was a movie I wanted to see, usually my dad wanted to see it, too. Yeah. So we would go together. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, a weird thing for us. And um, Was like, there... Do you think there was a movie that he brought you to that he was like, oh, shit, I, mean, I uh, might not... Uh, like that might Not have- a movie, but um, I was probably 11 or 12 when True Blood came out oh, on HBO. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I, I had read the books. Yeah, yeah. Because, oh, okay. And it, so... So you know what yeah. that's going to be like. Yeah, well, we didn't really know what it was going to be like. You didn't know what like that first... I know what that first episode's like. we all sat like. down and watched the first episode together, and you know that meme of, like, Homer Simpson, like, pulling yeah. into the bushes that was me we did that um, i don't think i don't know if we we're married yet or not but we were all living at no i think we were at the time but we were all living with my mom <laughs> like it was me dom my mom and like i think dom and my mom had read some of the books mm-hmm. and they were really excited the show was right. coming and out the books weren't incredibly sexual they were no, they really not like that <laughs> more focused on the romance part of it and Suki actually i believe was well yeah and they 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 said it in the in the show too where she was a virgin until she met bill right so it was you know i I, we didn't really think it was gonna be all that sexual (laughs) and then it was the same thing with game of thrones like we watched game of thrones as a family and stuff like that so at that point in my life like especially the true blood stuff my dad was like let's not talk about this at school (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I also had a, a poster of Eric Northman in my bedroom, like okay. from the the blonde vampire Alexander Skarsgård. Oh yeah, I remember. You have I my all, heart. I watched the whole series. I oh, watched, it was yeah. so good. I will. I probably won't watch it again. No, I, no, I, you wouldn't need to. It's one of those things. <laughs> Everything that, dials in just like, fine the first time. Dom, Dom really liked the the books, obviously, mm-hmm. and also the series because look at all that eye candy. Oh yeah, on but, both sides. Well, I was I mean, very excited look, about the whole cast. To, in my opinion. And this is going to sound controversial, Shannon. Not enough of the ladies got nude. I agree. Like, I, agree. I, I think that one lady um, 
who I wasn't because of her age in the show, <laughs> but the the redheaded lady. Oh, okay, Jessica. Yeah, Jessica. Yeah. Like she, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> yep, because he said them all like that. Eric. <laughs> Suki. Uh, the, a, any of them. I'm, I can't remember any more names. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I I feel like a lot of them were like, uh, like they would wear like a covering or something like that. But like I saw mm-hmm. miraculous uh, levels of like man nudity. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was almost the opposite of, and I'm assuming that's why a lot of the ladies liked it. But it was like a, it was a, it was a vampire soap opera. Yeah. It was basically. a, it was an all right show. Yeah. But I, it's, uh, I remember my aunt Lizette, I think, took us to. I don't know. If, I think we went to the theaters for. <laughs> this is a crazy. I don't know if you know this movie. You may get this reference because of how cool your dad is. Uh, again, shout out Brian. Uh, my aunt Lizette took me and my brothers to the theaters to see Exit to Eden. I haven't seen... I've heard the title, but I haven't seen it. It's a movie starring... Okay, so uh, it is a completely understandable mistake. It is a movie starring Rosie O'Donnell and Dan Aykroyd. Okay. They are FBI agents that are infiltrating a swingers resort. Interesting. And BDSM sexual fantasy camp to uh, try to... Uh, recover. I don't know. There's somebody. See now, I'm wondering why I haven't seen this movie. It's. It is. It sounds like it's right. It up might my alley. be a joyful romp at this point, but if I watch it now, I might just be like, I. I, I saw watching this with it, my aunt. Yeah, seeing <laughs> it with my aunt, and also going like, there's like some scenes. In it. There's like very sexual and very. It's like a weird scene with like somebody rubbing ice on a nipple, and oh. like doing like it's like that kind of passionate love making scenes yeah very intimate and like yeah. then also jokes and stuff but she was thinking like hey, it's a ghostbuster and fucking rosie o'donnell was it rosie o'donnell's nipple no okay. <laughs> no and that's another thing no nudity from either one of them either oh pussies. weird right yeah it's like if you're gonna double down on it it's a weird movie where like it feels like they had some weird sex movie that they wanted to put out and like they were like okay well we need to we need to try to get this in theaters. We'll just put Rosie O'Donnell and, and Dan Aykroyd in it, or maybe they're just pervs. I don't know. Uh-huh. But she was dead, and I don't know why we stayed for the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the other thing is like I understand we went to Jurassic Park. That's another one where you're like as when I was that age, I was probably too young to see Jurassic Park. But I went with my dad and my brothers. Like we all went as a family. He's like, yeah, we're gonna go see Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. and I loved it. But I was still scared. But it was still great. Right. Exit to Eden was just like inappropriate, and it was like, what are we watching? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not old enough to see this. So that's funny. That's a funny thing for me, where I know there are people in the world that don't finish movies or books mm-hmm. that they just walk away from them, and I have a hard time doing that. Mo- especially with movies, if I've spent money on it, I'm like, I'm going to get my money's worth out of this film, and I'm going to force myself to read it. Or watch it. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with books. And there are very few books that I've just straight up not even finished. There are some that I wish I had. But like what? Like what? So you you seem like somebody that would like blow through a book. Yeah. How, how, like you. Well, so I was going to tell you that. Um, so usually I'm reading two books at a time. Could you do book on tape for me? Book on tape for you? Yeah. <laughs> like. Did I say that right? Yeah. Like <laughs> you said audiobooks? that like I you said that like I was saying a different. Like, well, it sounded how like how an old person talks about. Can audiobooks. you uh, do a book on tape for me? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Give me a cassette player and you maybe just walk around a bit and read it to me. <laughs> you read a book to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how good my voice would translate to audiobooks, 
but um, I don't know. I think you would do. I think you would. I think you would be great. No, like I don't. I don't know if this sounds weird or not, but I feel like you would be great at bedtime stories. Like you would do voices and shit like that because of your dad. I bet your dad did shit like that too. Uh, I don't know. Did he read it to you or anything like that? Um. Well, he left when I was six, so I don't really have a whole lot of memories. Wait, what? Well, he came and then he came back later. (laughs) Like he was gone from like six to twelve because um my parents split up when I was six and he moved to California. So you know we were here. So cool. Yeah, I know. (laughs) California people. Uh, but I interrupted. I no, it's okay. So um, my mom actually would read to us a lot, but. But when it comes to like a lot of the books that I got into later on, my dad and my stepmom were really instrumental in that. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny too because when we would go shopping, you know how like kids are always like, I want a toy, I want a toy. Well, my mom, like, we were really poor growing up, so we no- almost never got toys. But yeah. when we went out with my dad and my stepmom, when we went to a store, we were always allowed to get a book. Didn't matter. Like, if we're at a store and you see a book I that think you want to read. I would do that too. I would have that rule yeah. too. Like, if you want a book. Yeah. I would get you a book. My, with me, it was always I wanted a magazine. But yeah. it was to me it was reading. Well, my dad was cool with comic books too. I got comic yeah. books too when I was when I was a kid. He's so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> he was a cool di- cool dude. Um and so a lot of the writers that I still love today are writers that were introduced to me by them. So for like Terry Pratchett, um I love him and uh you know it was really heartbreaking for me when he died back in like 2005. What uh what would I know no, about him? No, not 2005. 2005 when he was diagnosed um with uh Alzheimer's. Uh, um That sucks. Yeah, well he so he did Good Omens with Neil Gaiman. Uh. They wrote it together. <laughs> yeah, um, I know so what that is. <laughs> Really? Or are you fucking with me? No, I just don't know what that is. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it, well, it's a really good book. You um, said that so confidently that I was like, uh, should I know that? Like, you well, really did. Like, that. Like you yeah. are, I think you would be a great educator. Oh, thank you. <laughs> because you do that thing where, like, you like a teacher would do and be like, yeah, yes, yes, that is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready to solve this thing. Yeah. So, uh, if anybody hasn't hasn't read it. That's obviously one you finished. It, that is one I finished. finished yeah. But the interesting thing with me is some books I can't physically read. Okay. And I don't know why. So like I could not physically read Lord of the Rings. I wanted to. Dom had that trouble. Yeah. And she but then, she tore but we through those. Yeah. About this, yeah. Yeah. How, like I couldn't physically read Dune. Couldn't mm-hmm. physically read Lord of the Rings. I had to do audiobooks because right. it was the only way I could finish those books. And I and I don't that makes know. me feel better. Like that yeah. makes me feel a little bit better that even people that love reading. Yeah. Or enjoy like there's still things that you're like no. I would think that <clears throat> because. It's a, it's a, uh, the only way I can translate it is like to like if I'm rolling like I'm doing jujitsu rolling jujitsu, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily always want the biggest challenge all the time too. Right, I understand that too. You want your kind of your mental junk food sometimes, or some of the easier ones that you can kind of gulp up, like be like. Whoosh, and you that's know. what I've been trying to teach Ryan Four too pagers. about reading, <laughs> about reading because he's just like I feel like I should read, but I it feels like a chore. I'm like that's the thing though, like reading shouldn't feel like a chore if you want to read you should be reading things that you want to read right and then i try that too and i get like halfway through and then like i, I kind of just i can't it's almost like i get too invested in it or and yeah. then i have to take a break yeah and then you have a hard time getting back into yeah. it yeah you know what i mean like that happens to me somebody yeah. told me actually tyler actually just mentioned yesterday he's like make notes and i was like yeah i own the fucking book i can write in the son of a bitch yeah like write actual notes and i was yeah. like oh, wait is that what your notes book. are yeah <laughs> that's yeah. what like footnotes are or cliff notes or I whatever guess. i don't know oh you don't know either 
I figured you know because you were smart. Well, or are smart. Sorry. I were. I was you were, smart. You were smart. You were smart until that fucking day. part, Shannon. Um, um, well. Um. I got distracted. <laughs> yeah, me too. We're talking about books. Was that there you a read. sound that distracted me? I think we both said um at the same time. Oh, maybe that's what it was. That was probably what it was. Okay, so a book I did not finish, um, American Psycho. Weirdly enough, because I love horror books and horror movies and like thrillers, and I watched serial killer documentaries mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I thought I was desensitized to everything. Yeah. But when I sat down to w- read American Psycho, I literally I've never walked away from something being too vulgar, and I walked away from oh, that book wow. because for it just made me uncomfortable to read. Yeah. And have you ever read it? Have no. you seen the movie? Yeah, I've seen the movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the movie, and the movie is pretty disturbing. It is, yeah. but I watched the movie just fine. The book, way worse. Oh. Way worse. It's racist. It's sexist. It's violent against women, of course, but like just... But like in detail. In very intense detail. And That's crazy. Yeah, and so I, I had to walk away from it. I was like, I literally cannot finish this book. There was a book that I... A book that I started... That was actually. This is actually a testament to how I think how good this book was. It was a, a it was a Chuck Palahniuk book. Oh, I don't know. I don't know him. Uh, he's a guy who did like Fight Club and stuff like oh, that. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Fight Club. He did. Uh, I didn't read it, but I watched the film. Uh, but yeah, it's. I didn't read that either. Actually, I read a book by his, of his called Haunted, mm-hmm. or I started Haunted. Okay. And it was it was so good that like when that started happening where i started getting that i actually downloaded the audiobook and started and over there and and yeah. listened because uh, you're talking about disturb that book like it stays with like there are i have not there is no movie for it and it is only it only exists in book form or audiobook form so the visuals i have in my head or worse, probably. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, it's my imagination. Because your imagination, in most cases, is going to be so much worse than the reality of any scenario. Yeah. Most scenarios. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, when you're, when it's, when you're left to your imagination, that is yeah. truly a book that is, is fucking crazy. I would well, say, like, see, as far of as challenging. I'm but, sitting here and, like, adding it to my reading list as we speak. But that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Try it out. Like, yeah. it's one of those things where it's not specifically. I don't think any of those things that you're talking about, that does sound like where it's like, does this like a manifesto or is this like, (laughs) Well, that was how I was feeling. I was like, this just feels like a very disturbed person writing down and just writing the worst, sitting down and writing the worst things that they can think of. Yeah. Um, and that just didn't, it wasn't entertaining for me. It wasn't. And, and it's weird because like when Midsommar came out, did you, did you see that? That's the one. Yeah. I've been saying, I've been, I called it Midsummer for, probably the first year or so that it yeah. was out and then i go oh it's midsummer but what did you say how did you midsummer. say midsummer midsummer i am gonna go with your pronunciation you're smarter than me well that's how the director said it in the interview that i saw go. so i'm going with midsummer. i mean if that's if that's how he wants it but disturbing that was, suspensefully disturbing movie yeah well it, ari aster i mean i loved hereditary that kind of uns that that took over as my favorite horror film very haunting visuals in that as well very yeah. like fucked up fucked yeah. up parts yeah but and sure. that's the thing though is i enjoyed i enjoyed i wasn't sitting there like yeah fuck yeah but, but like I, it was something that i could appreciate you like to test yourself right a lot of and, times, so, yeah. and i can see how gore and violence can be intriguing in some ways and so i could appreciate something like midsommar or something like hereditary yeah um i was working for the movies when midsommar came out and <laughs> this old man came out 
and it was actually weeks after he'd seen the film and he was trying to get a refund for it and I was like you cannot get a refund for a movie that you saw weeks ago I've been having nightmares <laughs> for weeks now well and he was like that movie was terrible I hated it and I was like I'm sorry you know I can't give you a refund and he was like nobody liked that film and I was like well actually I have seen the film I and I really enjoyed it and he was it, like bro. you liked when that person got their head bashed in by a boulder and I was like no clearly I didn't enjoy like yeah. I did not get satisfaction out of that scene but I appreciated it but like at the same time why am I trying to explain yeah, this to I, someone who I, obviously doesn't appreciate something like that the, the, the fact that like it's not about enjoying the act it's about the vision like the 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 storytelling of why or how somebody could be capable of that or justify actions like that that, to me that was the part where there's a great show that i just uh was just talking about uh it's got spider-man in it um the spider-man nobody likes not toby Maguire, the other one andrew garfield nobody likes andrew garfield i guess not he's the least popular i thought I don't, I don't mind. I didn't. I mean, I, I didn't I've, love his films so much, but I think he's a great actor. I, I, I enjoy him, him in this show, um, Under the Veil of Heaven. Oh yeah, I've heard of it. That is a show where, like, it's. it's I thought you meant like literal Spider-Man was in this no, show. Sorry. Like, like, the guy who's this Spider-Man. Is a show about Spider-Man. Yeah, you have to understand. You gotta, you gotta slow it down, Shannon. <laughs> slow your th- thought process down. And be like, oh yeah, the guy I have ADHD. Played. That's almost impossible. So do I. Unfortunately. Oh, I this think. is fun, guys. Undiagnosed. This is great. Uh, we pro- I mean, even in this conversation, I think it's pretty much, I mean, if a psychiatrist or a psychologist were sitting down watching us have a conversation, they'd be like, yeah, these two people definitely yeah. have ADHD these with how people. many topics we've covered and how long have we been doing this if now, they like didn't 20 ha- minutes? I call the show Drowning in a Sea of Consciousness, <laughs> a stream of consciousness, sorry. Um, but no, I, I that show in particular is like him over time. It's like it is people justifying their actions in the name of like their beliefs like mm-hmm. the, they think that this is like kind of a prophecy kind of like you know what i mean like that kind of shit and that's the same idea of like people are like in mid midsummer <laughs> they have that same idea of like this is like completely i don't know if it, it's not gonna i'm not going to i don't think i'm giving too much away but you said that thing but like somehow somebody yeah, could justify that yeah rightfully and be like this is just this is how it goes around here yeah you know what i mean kind of thing well, and, and mint smart i definitely recommend it um you like how i fucking i hit the brakes there and i was like oh let me not spoil that movie real yeah. quick but um well and this doesn't really spoil it because right. it's it's you know a lot of it is people are aware of it because of the trailer and things like that but it a lot of it centers around the idea and i've seen a lot of shows that do this too and um, just the idea of like different cultures and what's appropriate in those cultures and and mm-hmm. and going into also like it's really wild that this is a norm for people and they've yeah. explored that in things like Star Trek and you know saying like oh that's a weird thing because that's not how we do it but it is very violent so yeah. of course for us it's like it's it seems more brutal and a lot more it's with us death is so personal yeah like with I think a lot of uh, maybe other cultures it's uh, it's just they realize they've come to terms with like this is part of life yeah well and that's that's what got me about um there's a episode of star trek the next generation that i think about all the time and i i use it a lot when i'm talking about like moral quandaries and moral it's quandaries! <laughs> 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 um, fucking moral con- 
I wanted so, to just knock you right off your train of thought. Yep, that scene. We're part. really good at that. No, but I, I've still got it. Star Trek: The Next Generation. Moral quandaries. <laughs> Moral quandaries. So there's an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation where they run into a culture because they're all like the prime directive we don't interfere with other cultures and stuff like that and in that culture when you reach a certain age they just kill you isn't that but, logan's run or something like that or right but there's a lot of yeah, 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 yeah there's a lot of them that are about that so of course but yeah that same idea yeah. yeah of course when the enterprise crew like experience that they're just like oh that's so vulgar but then they bring up in the episode like the the people in the other civilization they say well you leave your old people to rot in nursing homes so how more or less um like despicable is that it's one of those things that you're they're they're all reacting to it going like that's terrible as like 40 something year olds and you're like that's awful (laughs) because we're almost there yeah you know they don't think of the fact that but that that's a great point to any any culture that has any kind of like different like because that's another thing is is a like if they have a different view on how people should be treated in general yeah i think that is the root to how they treat like but it doesn't it doesn't translate i don't think the same way to like animals like uh, some mm-hmm. people like uh like uh certain cultures may say we will there's a responsibility by the family to have children so that they are taken care of and it's responsibility of the children to take care of the parents for as long as they can give them the best life possible but will you know they also have festivals where they eat animals that we think are adorable right yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like where you're yeah. like fuck yeah. you know what i mean like what 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 is the quandary there but also hey that's how they do it like you, right. you can't say what right or wrong it's all perspective in that sense yeah and I like stories like that. Yeah. That's why I continue to watch films and, and shows like that. Another film, a series of films that people are always like, I can't believe you watch that. Like, I love the Saw films. Love them. Okay. I, yeah. Have you seen them? Uh, that's another one that I'm not like, yeah, I'm not huge into. Well, and that's the thing is like, it, there is a lot of gratuitous violence, but it's, it's not also, even that. No, it's just right. jump scare stuff. Like I, oh, I thought of it. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard the first one is really good. Like, it is. A very good movie, but it's also like, eh. Well, the first couple move films, like the first two or three, incredible storytelling, and that's what I I love about it is just they play with some fun. So you must love like Black Mirror. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I gotcha. Um, like so Twilight Zone, like any mm-hmm. of those things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, gotcha. I I do love the Twilight Zone. Um, I like sometimes when I can't sleep, I, I turn on the old the old Twilight Zone. Oh, that would be that would um, freak me out. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be- well, and I have another friend. Somebody I've I was talking to somebody recently that. Oh, it was, it's, it's actually my, my boss. She, at any time we talk to a new person, she's like, I watch serial killer documentaries to fall asleep. And I'm like, thank you. That's, <laughs> thank you for telling yet another person that <laughs> I've just seen her say it to like three different people. Like as a warning, like a red I flag. I don't know what she, I don't know what the process behind it is. But you but, watch, but you, you'll, you, the couple, first couple of Saw films you were talking about. Yeah. So the first couple Saw films, the storytelling in terms of how they play with timelines and things like that incredible just uh, i am really bad because i'm really good at guessing what's going to happen in a movie so Same, if a yeah. movie does surprise me that's i mean that does it for me i'm like that is the perfect movie that's why hereditary like took over as like my favorite horror film yeah um same thing happened with like have you ever seen the mist no but i want to and i but it's a I'm terrible also, movie oh it's an 
awful movie. Well, and it's not I'm even obsessed. so bad it's good. Are you, are you really? No, Have you read no. the book? Well, see, okay. I'm obsessed with reading books before the movie. Okay. And I don't always follow that, but it really... This one, it's, I don't know if... I, don't, I, I honestly can't vouch for the book, but yeah. I can tell you the, if it's anything like the movie, it's probably dog shit. <laughs> So just watch the movie. It's, okay. like, it's just a couple hours. Yeah. And then maybe if you're like, that was dog shit, yeah. but it has the best ending I think I've ever seen in a movie. Oh, okay. The I'll last check that out. three minutes of that movie are like, what? Well, so that's why I was so disappointed in the newest Saw film, um, because I'm so used to the Saw films really wowing me with the storytelling yeah. but with this most recent Saw film if I had had spent money on that film I would have been so pissed Yeah, I would have been just angry because I was sitting in the theater and this is when I got to see free movies because well I still get to free, see, see free movies but um, humble brag guys yeah I know not to flex Jesus. Um, sorry my bra straps like all twisted it's okay it happens to me all the time <laughs> so I was so angry because I'm like sitting there and I'm like, okay, and then this is going to happen. And then this is going to happen. And I basically wrote the movie while I was sitting there. I basically should have been like, I should have had a writing credit. Mm -hmm. I Uh, hate that. I hate that because it's like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's when they're so predictable. That's why I don't, that's why every single Marvel movie I've like, I gave up going to Marvel movies because I go, I almost gave up. I wonder if they're going to win. Right. Well, and I almost gave up recently too because recently I saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That was a pretty cool one because that was fucked up. That was Sam Raimi. That was a rated right. R. Right. And then I saw Spider-Man um, but No Way thing. Home. Yep. And those two had really disappointed me. So yeah. when the new Thor came out, I was like, "All right, this is your last chance, Marvel," and they redeemed themselves. But oh, really? The they new, did. I, I really heard the, did. I heard like mixed reviews about the latest one. I loved Love it. and Thunder or something Love like that. Love and Thunder. Yeah. I mean, some of it was you know even christian bale but he bitches about everything yeah doesn't he go like so so you saw the 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 most recent saw movie didn't love it but like was it because it wasn't like the the gore or not the gore but like the it was predictable it was way too predictable like that was it like that but was it predictable because it was predictable in the sense that like as a saw movie or as just a movie in general both okay i so, mean so i was disappointed because <clears throat> as a saw hey film, bear <laughs> Sorry, Casey's here. <laughs> oh, hello. Um, it was disappointing because as a Saw film, I've come to have a certain... Like, the Saw films have established themselves as being excellent storytelling. Yeah. And then this film, the, this movie came along and completely trashed that reputation. And I was like, no, this, this is not the caliber of storytelling that I've come to expect from a Saw film. And I was really upset about that. Yeah. Um, on top of the fact that, like, it was... It, it was derivative of stuff they've done before um and it's like why are you redoing that's why right. i always worry about so many movies that get remade that you're like you're just you're just doing a photocopy yeah it's just you're just making another and i don't usually mind a remake i don't yeah but so let me tell you about another remake that is coming out that i'm not super thrilled about Please share. okay interview with the vampire mm. okay did you see they're coming Dish, out? Dish, bitch. <laughs> you see they're coming out with a, a, a new series for Interview with the Vampire. I feel like I just saw that. Yeah. Did that just get announced or yeah, something? Yeah, that ju- did just get announced. The trailer was released a couple weeks ago. Okay, yeah. S- have you read the books? No, come on. <laughs> I'm Shannon. just asking. Shannon, I'm going to just clear this up right now. Have not read a book nope. in your life. <laughs> well, The Shining, I think I finished The Shining. I don't know if I finished The Shining or not, but I read most of The Shining. Okay. 
some of it. It took me like three months. Yeah, to that's read. pretty much it. That was a long one. That's it. Like okay. Sorry, I apologize. I mean, no, and then okay. uh, actually, autobiographies, comedian autobiographies, David Cross's, Patton Oswalt's, uh, okay. Zombie Spaceship Wasteland. I read the whole thing, top, beginning to end. David Cross's, I drink for a reason, beginning to end. Hmm. Uh, comedian document or uh, autobiographies. I, I don't know if. Holy I shit! Did that. I just figure out books that I read? Yeah, I think you. <laughs> like did. I read them in a night, but I can't stop. That's my problem. Yeah. I, I treat it like a movie. I'm like, this is great. This yeah. should be like an hour long. You can't walk away from it. I can't stop. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, damn. No, I understand. I, I just forgot. We I actually like some books. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, so it, have you seen the movie, though? Which Interview one? Interview with the Vampire. Yes. The, okay. Is that the one with uh, Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt Tom and Cruise, Tom Cruise, uh, Kirsten Dunst? Kirsten. Kirsten? Sorry, if you're going to say it, I if you're going to say the name earlier, what was the one earlier? Sorry, not literally over here. <laughs> you're not that ADHD, are you? Um, yeah, I am. I... <laughs> <laughs> I literally, something was happening to me the other day where I just completely, oh, I was talking to uh, somebody I was working with and I, all of a sudden I heard rain and I was like, did I put my windows up? I don't think I put my windows up. <laughs> Shit. And then I completely forgot what I had been talking about before that. Luckily, um, I remembered Interview with a Vampire. Yes. With the Kirsten Dunst, Brad Pitt, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Antonio Banderas. Christian. No. No. Some Ethan Hawke. No. Who's that guy? Which who, guy? The interviewer. Oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> the yeah. guy who was the, the yeah, titular. Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Slater that's okay, it. he wasn't the titular. He was character. the interviewer. Well, yes. But oh, wait, it wasn't interviewer with a vampire? Interviewer. No, it was interview wait, no, with the vampire. And it was <laughs> just him in a selfie? <laughs> <laughs> interviewer with yeah, the vampire. That was, that was on the cover of the book. I yeah, don't know if you I knew remember that. that, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I remember the book. Oh, I forgot Antonio Banderas was in it too. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Nice. I mean, so I have been waiting for a Lestat series because when you read the books, they really don't give a shit about Louis what whatsoever. Is Lestat? That was Tom Cruise's character. Oh, 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 like a like a offshoot, like a uh, like his version. Well, they it's it's hard to explain when you haven't read the books, but the thing is, the first book all about Louis, Did which see is somebody just actively condescend to me, guys. <laughs> Um, if you haven't read the books, it's I, not really. That, yeah, that, was, that just, sounded pretty pre- Hold on, let me dumb this down for you. Not uh, going to lie. Um, it. It's all right. It's so all right. No offense. Brad Pitt's character, Louis, um, you know, obviously Interview with the Vampire, all about Louis, basically. But every single book after that has to do with Tom Cruise's character, Lestat. Okay. So I've been waiting for a Lestat series because he's a much more interesting character. Louis spends pretty much the rest of the series being brooding and sad. Yeah, he was such a um, bitch about getting turned into I know. A it's like you asked for dork. this, asshole. Anyway, so the series that I, I saw, they were coming out with a series. I was like, fuck yeah, they're going to be so true to the source material. I'm, I mean, like, I, I've seen a lot of really great series coming out of books recently that have been, like, the new It book movies were really true to the source material. And I was yeah. really excited about that. The original the book yeah 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 so i was really excited to see interview with a vampire series what they've done to my see how they massacred my boy uh-huh. <laughs> okay how they do it what they happened? fucking so louis uh lives in louisiana he's a plantation owner okay, okay? they've not only and it was like in the, now no he was when oh, oh, before he okay. got turned into Sorry. a vampire he was a plantation owner got it and so the book's are set in the 1700s, 1800s. 
they've moved it forward so the events are happening a full two centuries later in the early 1900s okay. in this but in they're this the same characters same characters and they've made louis black which normally i i'm all for you know diversity and like i don't care that Obviously, they change yeah. like things like that but louis <laughs> that they change things like that i know you don't mean yeah that. <laughs> yeah but like but louis was a plantation owner yeah. And that was, like, a whole part of his character was that, like, he, he was a slave owner yeah, and, yeah. like, all this stuff. And now they've made him black. And I'm just, like, that's not part You're of the... actually changing... The so, I no, but this is a... Okay, so, I... I there, this is a legitimate argument in the sense that, like, how a lot of people in... Uh, I know Manny watches anime, some yeah. other people... You even probably, I'm yeah, just, yeah. I totally assume you watch anime. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> well, so, like, Manny would know, of course, like, the Death Note situation where right. they, they whitewashed Death Note entirely. Like, um, what? Ghost in the Shell and, like, all of these other ones. Is there, like, do you feel like this is in the sense, because that's what I, that's my argument all the time with characters. The, the person who invented the character, who wrote the story, mm -hmm. has determined, like, who people are and what they are. Right. They are, in fact, completely fictitious. Right. But they, like they said, so like that was my main problem with, I had a, I used to do a co-host a podcast called the Buddha boys with a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And I ended up banning a listener. I don't know if you can do this, banning them from listening to you <laughs> because until I received a formal written apology oh, wow. for me and one Freddy Krueger, <laughs> two separate written apologies, <laughs> personalized. They can't be the same thing mm -hmm. uh, for him. Uh, accusing Freddy Krueger of being a child molester because I said he is not a child molester he is in fact a child killer it is stated very clearly <laughs> that all he does to children is strictly murder them he, ter right. he terrorizes them and but he murders them can we also talk about the fact that in a lot of the Nightmare on Elm Street films he gets real touchy grabby creepy with the teenagers yeah, yeah. I mean it. I think mol awful. molestation is not too far of a stretch for him I'm just saying all of the accusations have been that he is a admitted child killer I keep forgetting to like move away from the mic when I swallow. You're and fine. I think everybody's getting some good ASMR from don't, this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's totally fine. They like they love it. They actually like when you slurp, burp, fart, anything into the mic. But, Excellent. But uh, I'm gonna pretend like that's not sexual in nature. Don't have to. No, no. I mean like that's the <laughs> like this like this slurp. <laughs> but okay. the uh, but there's a there like a distinction of the fans seem to have this. Um, this expectation of like the how they think it should be yeah and i like i i think that's cool that's yeah, what you want right but like ultimately the person who created it should have the final say so like right. in a situation like that where like i don't know if they thought that it would be like a touchy issue or something like that but why not if you're if you're going to change the race of a character mm -hmm. in one of them is a plantation owner owner <laughs> Yeah, they kept Wouldn't the other guy white. would it be more satisfying to be the one that turns him into a vampire? Because you said right. Lestat. Isn't Lestat the older one? Lestat is the older one. And he they kept him white. Make He's, him black. Right. I was like, why? You could make Lestat you're not, black. You're not changing the You can just. Absolutely. We don't know about him. He's right. mysterious. He comes from this earlier time. Well, and they also oh, made. And it's also satisfying to say, you're right. a plantation owner? <laughs> right. So, and the thing about that is, too, where. I'm a better uh, TV writer than them. Right. Yeah. Well, I had no problem with, like, when they did the new Annie and they made her black. I didn't care about yeah. that. Like, yeah, that makes sense. 
it's like, not ever specified. It just says right. that she's a redhead, but who gives a fuck? Right. Or, and like, you know, when they did um, the Cursed Child and made Hermione black, like that was fine. The only thing I didn't like is that the most recent uh, Fantastic Beasts, and this isn't, they didn't change the rate. They just literally changed Johnny Depp from to a completely different yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. I watched half of that movie with Dom and I was like, who the fuck is that guy? Mads Mikkelsen. And she's like, that's, yeah. that's Johnny, that's who Johnny Depp was. And I was like, What? Yeah. That's Johnny Depp. I was like, they don't even try to make him look the same. No. Yeah. What? The, can't they just say at the well, beginning? But, uh, oh, I used a facelift. Uh, but he, they did the spell. same thing in the first Fantastic Beasts. Is they he had a disguise and he didn't look like. But they were himself. the same race. We're not talking about that. Right. Well, anyway, <laughs> no, it's fine. But you're right. They do it all the time in anime. They do right. it all the time in and other in movies. And in some cases, it's totally fine. And I don't care that they want to be inclusive. That's that's fine. But the fact is that completely changing the race changes really like monumental parts of the story in that story yes yeah Yeah. yeah. and it's frustrating for me also there's the baby vampire claudia she's supposed to be like six years old and in the trailer she's like 14 yeah and it's also can she be she could also like make her black she is black and they did make her black and i was like okay that's fine totally fine (laughs) but so i was like okay so not only am i not getting a listat spinoff series but you're gonna ruin what i already had thank you very much well okay so you say ruin now they're changing it you don't know if it's ruined yet you don't know if it's ruined. but i loved the book so much but okay so this is my argument and i love that you said i love the book and you're fucking such a book lover and you worked in a movie theater controversial Because it's usually Am one or the on, other. Put on trial here. <laughs> Controversial. Okay, have a seat, <laughs> counselor. Uh, uh, no, I think that when people say the book was better than the movie, or the movie's better than the book, or whatever. First of all, in my opinion, the movie's always better because you don't have to read. Okay, that's a hot take, but it's a very <laughs> that's, hot take. That's the hottest of takes. Okay, I'm not done. Oh shit! I, I don't think they're they're not the same. It's not the same. It's two two completely. And I would even say this sometimes. There's a show that we just watched that is about a lady that gets uh, stranded. <laughs> I should really pay attention to the names of shows that we <laughs> Maybe, watch. Maybe, yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. <laughs> it was a show where a lady gets stranded uh, in the middle of, like, fucking Alaska wilderness or something like that. And she has to survive all on her own. A mm-hmm. uh, plane goes down and she has to try to... And, and in the show, like, she's working through a bunch of emotional shit. She's, like, kind of, like going over her life choices, her life in general, where she's at, all this stuff. It's really, 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 really uh, in, like, it, it goes really into a lot of past traumas that she goes into, how she feels about her mom, how she feels about her dad, how she feels about her coworker, and it's like all this shit, and I'm like, after, like, episode three, halfway through episode three, I go, is she gonna get out of here? <laughs> like, <laughs> I told Dom, I was like, I can't take this much longer because yeah. they're not telling a story they're telling a history yeah. like they're telling her history and it's really not that interesting she has a fucked up relationship with her mom leaving she had a, a tumultuous or what is it tumultuous thank you uh, a relationship smart. With, yeah tumultuous i've been saying i was saying turmeric for the longest time but it's turmeric oh well Whoops. i've never even tried to say that word well i take it so i got two up on you <laughs> <laughs> but there's a but I like there's it's a show it's a it's a show that would make a pretty good movie. It's okay. a it's a pretty boring show that would make an 
okay movie. You know, and I've run into that a couple of times where I'm like, this should have been a show or this should have been a movie. That's my new argument. Yeah. It's not the, not the book is better than the movie because to me, that's not even, you can't even argue it. It's yeah. completely different. Well, that's kind but of like. when it's like show or movie, I'm like this, I say, this is, I, wa- I wish this was a movie. Like when they made, uh, hey, no, hey, Hateful Eight? No. What's the Quentin Tarantino one? I don't know. Um, I know. Hateful Eight. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Hateful Eight with uh with Kirk Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Well, am I having a stroke? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm not equipped for emergencies, please. Um, well, I'm trying yeah, to remember because there was Hateful Eight, but then there's it's another one that's like a parody off of Hateful Eight that I don't want to misconstrue as the Quentin the Unsurly Seven. <laughs> no, it's like some fucking. I think it's the one that has like all the brothers and like Taylor Lautner plays like a really. I don't know. Uh, no, it's not that one. The one I'm thinking of is The Hateful Eight. Okay. I, did do- right. I just double checked. It's uh, It was a movie by Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. with, um, you know, again, with all the greatest. I, and Quentin Tarantino automatically is going to be a, at least a good movie. Yeah. For the most part. But I, like. I have a weird. I don't love Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, no. but I appreciate. I appreciate him. Yeah, like I did. I my least favorite of his films, I think, aside from I didn't really love Jackie Brown. I am so, uh, but the Kill Bill ones are. I get it. I'm just. Eh, it's not for me. I'm not really that kind of not, not that yeah. kind of guy. But Hateful Eight, I was like, eh, this seems like it would be okay. Hate it. I fell asleep. Didn't like it at all. It, it didn't draw me in even a little bit. Nothing about the storytelling. I don't know what it was. And I was just like, this movie's too long. This is a bullshit. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. Then he recuts it somehow to where it's like a six or seven episode series on Netflix. Oh. And it's awesome. I've watched it like three times. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. Huh. So it's, there's something, sometimes it works. I think that to me is the new argument, not yeah. book or movie. Should it be? Should it be a, a show, or, show a movie? or movie? Yeah. Because movies now to me suck. It's all just Marvel bullshit that's just. Yeah, it depends. I haven't been like as excited about movies lately. Now, I did watch The Black Phone recently, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. Um, and I still get a kick out of like a really good horror film. But other than that, I I haven't been incredibly titillated by movies. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think overall, I I just kind of have a I have not like a love hate relationship, but more just a like a uh, a, a non under like a, a a frustration with a lot of movies nowadays can we also talk about how shows episodes are becoming too long yeah like i watched the the newest season of stranger things and each of them was like an hour and a half long and i'm like that is a film that's a film that's a movie (laughs) those are those are those season finale was two hours long yeah or to me it was always i i hated when they said a very special two hour preview uh uh uh, season premiere or Or anything when they said that and it's just two episodes back to back and yeah. you're like, oh, that's you just showed us two episodes. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's not a two-hour premiere. You just showed us two episodes of the show, asshole. <laughs> so like, it's it, when they when they book the spectacle and they say this is going to be like a movie. It's just two episodes of a show. And when yeah. you actually want, because that's another thing is in those two episodes of Stranger Things, I think Stranger Things is very good. It's I love nice. it. Yeah. It's it's a very good show yeah movie or whatever it is now i don't even know anymore it's just because you're right like there there's like an hour episode and by the way though that lady being stranded show mm-hmm. those episode lengths were like 30 some odd ep- uh, 30 odd 
minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it felt like two hour episodes. And I could Because they were just boring. They're just yeah. dragging on about this yeah. lady in a hole. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Sorry. I just Like, is there gonna be something in the hole? Will somebody just, come out of the hole? Just her feelings, Shannon. Just oh. her inner demons. And we can keep that in the hole. Fucking rock. That's, that's yeah. Fine. And it literally stays <laughs> in the hole. Spoiler alert. <laughs> But I, and I feel like, and then like three episodes in, I'm like, I can't believe I'm still watching this because why would we even be telling the story if she didn't live? Obviously no, she lives. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's idiot. what I had a problem with. Uh, um, so I love classic slasher, slasher films. Okay. So when the new Halloween movies came out, I was really fucking stoked um, because Jamie Lee Curtis is the scream queen. The scream queen. Yeah. Like final girl supreme. Yeah. Um, so, Great digestive health too. Yes, very very regular. Poops like a champ. Yeah, I hear. Just, that's what they tell me. She brags enough about it on yeah, TV. Yeah, I know. But anyway, so she. <laughs> <laughs> sidebar. I, um, between you and me. Yeah. <laughs> so did you like the new the remake? So I liked the first remake that came out, and but the second one, the Halloween Kills or whatever it is. Yeah. Evil dies um, tonight. Evil, but that was the thing. We had all been told that it was going to be a trilogy. Evil dies tonight, though. No, no. We knew it was going to be a trilogy walking into the second film. No, so no, no, all, the characters, all the characters were like, it ends tonight. And I was like, no, it doesn't. No, it There's doesn't. a third movie coming out. Yeah, we already know. It's greenlit by Fox. Like I, I, I was so pissed. I, I was very angry walking out of that movie theater. I was like, nothing in that film felt like it needed to have been done like you're just setting up a, like that's why I got really frustrated with a lot of the Marvel movies because it was just like you're setting up another movie or you're yeah. talking about another movie that I didn't see that I have to see if I want to see this one it's really yeah. gross it seems well, like and a now it's scheme. becoming to the point where you have to see the shows too yeah. yeah like in the new Doctor Strange you have to have seen WandaVision so you were talking about yeah that was that's true yeah. you were talking about the even it being um, like it being ruined like by like that part like was did you like the movie except for that part if i had walked in not knowing that there was going to be another film possibly because there was there was a scene i was a big um when i was younger and i think this is this is my argument with zombie movies Mm -hmm. i i say zombie movies are more sci-fi than horror that's also a hot take. But, Interesting. But it's more... It could depend, I suppose, because a lot of the new zombie films, like Resident Evil... Because it's like a societal issue. Right. It or happens even, all over. like, it's a virus or something. Yeah. Like, I don't really see that as fantasy or horror in the traditional sense. Like, now, like, Light, Night of the Living Dead, that's, for me, that doesn't count as, as sci-fi because it's more, like, vampire-y or Well, Night of the stuff. Living Dead is actually the, probably the, if, if I may, the most... Uh, because that actually starts with a satellite falling from space. I don't. I didn't remember that. Huh. Yeah, I'm just saying. I've got the tattoos. <laughs> but <laughs> I was always huge into uh, zombie movies. Dawn mm-hmm. of the Dead was the original. Was like the one that was my entry level to like. I've been to that mall. Mm-hmm. I love George A. Romero. I. I. There's plenty of flaws in his movies. So, uh, I. But I. That was my thing where. I was waiting when they started when I was younger they started to remake a bunch of movies and they're starting to do this and I'm like oh here it comes and they're like and I was in the theater and I saw it was a scene I was like no way and it was like the preview for the remake of Dawn of the Dead and I couldn't believe it and the preview looks fucking cool all the hype for it looks cool I go to the theater and I love I love the movie 
It's a great movie, and I still I still argue it is a classic, great. It is a true homage to the original uh, Night of the Living Dead, like a, a lot of that, like because there's a lot of a lot of zombie movies as people arguing about yeah. what they should do or what should happen. You know what I mean? Like no, that's true. Yeah. It's like that's like where because they're just like it. The problem. And there's is always here. someone that's <sighs> pretending like they haven't been exposed. Yeah, yeah. It's always that. There's always that drama of somebody like the dickhead that you like. Uh, is he gonna have the heart of gold, or is he gonna end up fucking him over? Yeah. And the per- you know, the person you want to die that yeah. finally, di- you know, all that fun stuff. That movie was to me perfect, except for there is one particular scene. Have you seen it? No, the I remake? don't think so. Mm-mm. There's a scene in the movie where the and they even have like they're they're even some of like the faster zombies. Like I don't mind that they're doing the running zombies. That's fine. I, I'm not a huge fan of the running zombies, but whatever. Um. They're chasing. They have to go down to the basement because they have to reset the power or do a thing or whatever. And they have to all. And they're all running back up. They're like, "Hey, when we come back up, open this door and we'll come back in, and we'll be safe or whatever." Sure. They're running up. They get up to the door and the zombies are like right on their tail. They're not that far behind them and they're chasing up this stairwell. They're going up. They're going up, and they get up to the door. The open the oh, open the door. Open the the, the door opens. And they turn around to close it, and the zombies come up to this to the bottom of these stairs, and they stop. And they go, <laughs> and I'm like, so yeah, the mindless killing machines would be running full right, force yeah, after like you the whole time, stop and they just go, to be like, now we gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and then like one jumps over. The, it's like this total cheeseball dickhead Hollywood thing, and they yeah. were doing so well up into that. It's not perfect, but it's like. That scene was like immediately. I was like, like Pat, what I have are you to tell doing? you with like that voice you were doing just now. It reminds me of like old Halloween radio shows I used to listen to. Like, oh, are you glad just, you're wearing the headphones? Yeah, no, I was just like, oh wow, that was that was a throwback. I'm like that was good. pretty cool. You should try that out. Like you should try telling like Vincent Price era kind of. Oh, like do the. Vo- yeah. I, I'm a big. I was a big fan of voiceover. I wanted to be most of all when I was youngest Joey from Full House. I wanted to do stand up comedy. I wanted to do voiceover for cartoons. I wanted to do. Uh, I didn't really want to do kid shows, but you know, that's, yeah, I was a kid at the time. It was, <laughs> was kind of like, yeah, I so, would like to be me. I guess I do have to tell you one of the greatest compliments I've ever received, because so my friends and I, there's this new trend that people are doing where like they have PowerPoint parties. Oh, where everybody makes a yeah. Sounds awful. No, it's amazing because <laughs> you just make the most random PowerPoint and like present it to your friends. And oh, it's like hilarious. oh, like funny. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Like so actual... I did one about like cryptids. Oh. And like, I would love for you to present it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I also did one. Oh, um, I ranked all of our vice presidents, or no, I did a a hot ranking of secretaries <laughs> of state. Okay. Like the hottest, <laughs> like ranking of the hottest secretaries of state, like the top I ten. I know uh, Hillary Clinton was. She one was of on them. the list, yeah, of like hottest secretaries of state. I think because like she, how many women are there? There's a pretty good number of women. There? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think um, she was the last one I'm familiar with. I don't know well, any other secretary. Um, but anyway, yep. so one of my friends did a PowerPoint about like in what order our friend group would die in a horror film. Okay. And I was the final girl. Oh yeah, I, I was like, that, wow, yeah. that's like that's a really good compliment. Like, thank you. You think I'd survive in a horror film? One of my favorite compliments that I've ever gotten was somebody told me once they would much rather me beat them up with my fist than say something mean about them. 
Aww. And I was like, well, that's that a, makes sense. I was yeah. like, I was like, wow, that made me feel like, oh, it's like so like a quick wit and just like a biting personality. I'm, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things. I like how that. how long do you think you would survive in a horror film? <sighs> I think honestly, because I am a person that in a day to day scenario, any scenario I'm in, I always think of like the worst case scenario. Okay. I like almost almost to a maddening effect like to where i'm thinking if there's a like i actually looked over there because i thought maybe there was fire and i was like i have a couple candles lit downstairs <laughs> i was like so how could i push shannon down and get <laughs> out of here <laughs> but i i think about that like in a lot of scenarios okay, yeah. so actually i had a because i was such a zombie fan and i had like the Another one I came close to finishing was World War Z. I finished that one with audiobooks because mm-hmm. I really did enjoy it. And actually, World War Z is way better on audiobook. Well, and that the was, audiobook is better than the movie. <laughs> well, and sometimes the audiobook is just better than reading it. I will say that. Yeah. I will say the audiobook is better than the movie World War Z. Okay. Because it still has there's uh, the suspense. Have you have actually? It's that I've was seen something. The movie. The, the the book itself the voiceover actors that they have for the characters because it is a it is a boring ish war in report about the zombie war oh okay so it is a an account of like a person went around and interviewed generals that and they talk about battles that oh, so happened that does sound like it, would it is be... so much better than the movie yeah. Brad Pitt just going, oh, I gotta save my fucking daughter. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was, they have, the voice actors they have for this, right? You're gonna mm-hmm. fucking shit your pants. Hold on to your seat, because okay. you're gonna slide out of it. Mark Hamill. Wow. Henry Rollins. Alan Alda. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I love Alan Alda. That German guy that you know who he is, but, like, I can't think of, like, have you ever seen Beer Fest? No. Fuck. That's the only movie I think I know him from. <laughs> He's in it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that, that really gives me a very saw, a solid, clear, uh, some solid, other clear picture. But each person is like is a huge character. Like they're voice yeah. actors. They put everything into it. Well, and I'm loving that too because like on Audible, there's a lot of original voice cast books that are just really doing justice to themselves like i'm i right now i'm reading the sandman which is actually a graphic novel but i'm listening to it on audiobook and they've got like james mcavoy and taryn edgerton and um kat dennings oh, and damn. like yeah <laughs> i like, don't know if i would like love her voice like, she does she, no offense. like i don't mean that i didn't mean that to sound as yeah. good as it was I mean, like, her voice is not necessarily... It's very recognizable, but, like, I think of her as a charming actress, sure, but not... Mm -hmm. I wouldn't think of a voice strictly. Her part in it isn't super, super long, but she plays Death, and it was... uh, I really liked it. I really liked her in that. Sorry, I missed a lot of names. (laughs) (laughs) So, it is a five-hour, or almost six-hour book. Totally worth it, right? That's really short, actually, in terms of audiobooks. Yeah, right. The Sandman I'm listening to is 11 hours. Uh, Okay, so... Some that I recognize right off the uh, the uh, Paul Sorvino, uh, Carl Reiner. You know who that is? No. Damn it. You know you know who it is. I don't know. Martin I'm not Scorsese. Well, I know Heard who that him? is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Henry Rollins, Maz Jabrani, Mark Hamill. Uh, I already said those, didn't I? Yeah. Cal Penn. 
Okay. Yeah. Alan Alda, Rob Reiner is again there. Wait, hold on. No, you said Carl Reiner. Oh, and also Rob Reiner. Do you know who that is? <laughs> I know who Rob Reiner is. Yeah. So Carl Reiner is uh, in the Oceans movies. Ocean's Eleven. You know what? I haven't seen those films, and they're Fuck. on my list. I know. I need to... It's really weird, because I've seen a lot of movies, but there are some that, like, everyone has seen that I haven't seen, and, and then everybody's like, oh, you call yourself a movie buff, and I'm like, listen, I only have so many years to live. So, you know who... Uh, you know who the director... Fuck, what's his name? Brooks. Mel Brooks Mel Brooks. Is. Oh, I love Mel Brooks. Yeah. Carl Reiner is his comedy partner. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Rob Reiner is his son who is, in fact, uh, was Meathead on All in the Family. Okay. He's also a director. He's also somebody you would definitely know, but maybe don't know by name. Wait. Max Brooks is Mel Brooks's son. Max oh. Brooks is the author of World War Z, The Zombie Survival Guide, as well as... I did read The Zombie Survival Guide. So that's how he's able... I think how he's able to get this uh, this cast. And yeah. there's Alfred Molina, mm. John Turturro. John Turturro's part is fucking awesome. Oh, it, like, cool. there, it, I Actually, I'm probably going to listen to this again because this is fucking... It's so, it's so much better... Like, that's the only time I would ever say, if I could read with those people's voices in my head, I would absolutely say in that case, yes, the book is better than the movie. Yeah. But that was another one that I was like, I can't, I can't imagine, like, the putting that much effort into a production or something like that. It was almost like a radio play. Right. And that's what I'm enjoying a lot about a lot of the audiobooks that I've run into recently is that they sound more like a radio play than an audiobook. Yeah. And it's nice because... I mean, it kind of feels like watching a movie without watching a movie, and it's helpful when I drive because if I tried to watch a movie and drive, a lot of people would die. If I could read coherently, like I would do, I would do, I would at least attempt it, or I would just record them and just send them to people and be like, "Hey, what do you think? Did I do a good job? Can you put this out?" <laughs> I'm just yeah. gonna read a book and record it. But I would, I was always interested in doing voiceovers and like mm-hmm. cartoon stuff. I was really interested in like that kind of stuff. As a as a youngin, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Do you need any more water or anything? You need a break or okay? Right I just now. wanted to make sure yeah. we only got like a little bit left, uh, probably like another fifteen or so sure, minutes. So, sure, sure. Um, but I just wanted to ask you: you did um, the most recent roast battle. Yes, I thought you did an awesome job. Thank you. Was there anything? Is there anything in like comedy that you want to that you would like achieve? that you think would be like you see in that is capable but like is something that you're striving for like what's like what is the pinnacle to you and like wanting to be a stand-up comic yeah um that's a that's a good question um i mean it was it's really funny because i got into comedy initially because i was going to go to law school and i was doing it as a way to practice my public speaking and they have a very similar Oh, that's interesting. I didn't Feel. know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I thought to myself, well, in both situations, you have to be able to tell a story. Yep. You have to be able to get people's buy-in. and You have to get people's attention, keep people's attention, and also yep. be likable at the same time. Right. Get them on your side, yeah. almost. So that's why I started doing comedy, and it just kind of, I, I just ended up really enjoying it. I've always enjoyed watching stand-up. And so for me, kind of anything from here is is... It's you all know. like you're just playing with house money at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Like you've done, you've technically you've accomplished your 
what you wanted. You wanted right. to do it to become a better, more comfortable public speaker. And that's what I'm saying is yeah. from what I've even noticed of you, like you don't have and I and I and I don't mean this to sound condescending or anything like that, mm-hmm. just from what I've observed. Like I've I've noticed like let being less shy like the roast battle like yeah. the fact that you go to me that's the thing where like you're already okay somebody's gonna point out a thing that maybe i'm not comfortable with or maybe they you don't know necessarily yeah what they're gonna go for but you do know it's a possible humiliation yeah yeah and i think the fact that for somebody to say like all right i'm gonna go do this because that was something that i avoided for the longest time mm-hmm. i didn't want to do it at all because I didn't think I would be good at it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that was, It almost turned into an exercise. Like Right. Well, the thing about the roast battle was I was... My whole goal was to get past the first round. Yeah. Um, that was all I wanted was to just flex the muscle, see if I could do it. Um, so I was really surprised when I made it to the final round. Um, but it happens. I mean, no. And um, I, I really felt kind of in my element. I, I mean really when i drink i get a little bit more mean so <laughs> okay yeah so at this point i was just like Plus not you're comfortable holding back. there you, yeah. you go you perform there a lot yeah. yeah so i mean now that i've gotten to you know i've gotten past open mics which is which is nice you know you know i've been asked to do shows and, and things like that um so i'll do a quick plug um we've got comedy under the stars coming up this month nice. on august 27th um gary limoges putting that together hell yeah um gonna love, be a lot of love really great me comics. some limoges yeah shout out to gary august 27th that's yeah. uh that's at jmp winery in grantville hell yeah nice. yeah i was so just about to out. look it up yeah um i know i'm gonna feel, i don't want to start naming names because i don't remember who all's on it yeah but no, I, that's fine <laughs> but some really great comics <laughs> but if you follow shannon yeah i'll post about it boom yeah, so follow me. Field, but, what is uh, it again? Field? Fields Research on Instagram. What's that about? Just real quick. Just uh, We'll go back to that. I apologize. Yeah, no, you're fine. Um, I, that is one thing, uh, That is one question I definitely wanted to ask. What is feel, Fields? Fields Research. Fields Research. Fields um, research. I, I can't <laughs> say words. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, so my initial Instagram handle was Rainbow Suspender, or no. Rainbow Suspenders was my Twitter handle for the longest time because when I was in high school, I would wear rainbow suspenders to school because I wanted to be weird. Right. Um, and then my Instagram handle was Rainbow Colored World, but with the A and the I taken out. And it was just too much to say to, to somebody. To like, that, yeah, to yeah. Like market with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I just, I guess you're not really marketing as a kid, but like to say like uh, yeah. afterwards, you're going to have to change it to something, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's more people want to follow you and it's like, oh yeah, so it's RN. Yeah. <laughs> like RN underscore. Anytime there's yeah. an underscore, I'm like, uh-oh. Like, yeah, yeah. So I wanted you. something that was a little more like memorable. Um, but also I thought kind of like field research was kind of a fun little thing to play off of so fields research i, I just didn't know what it was i didn't wasn't sure if it was like if it was a pun or okay so, it's so a it pun is a little bit field. of a pun yeah gotcha. yeah it's so, a nerdy pun that's your yeah. demo yeah you know? so that's basically it yeah but um i that i mean and it's just kind of and i'm still trying to kind of find my little hook like um i think my tiktok handle right now is the daddy quack um <laughs> The daddy. Oh wait. So wait. I think I thought that was your dad's account. No, that's me. That's <laughs> Daddy Quack. I honestly. So sh- again, shout out to Brian. I thought Brian was that cool of a dad that he had his own TikTok account. He does have his own TikTok, and he has more followers than I do, <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking stupid. That's awesome. Um, he does a lot of. Can you ask um, him to promote the show on uh, on, t- on yeah, his I TikTok. Will. Yeah. Of course. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate absolutely. It. Um, and uh, he, well, he's been doing a lot of. So he learned how to play the guitar recently. Um. 
he's going through a lot of midlife crisis stuff, which is pretty cool. But now he's got like, and he makes more money than he should. Um, so he's got like eight guitars now. And a grown kid. So he has no, no like, that's all right. disposable. He has no one to, so yeah. that was how I got a Nintendo Switch one Christmas because he broke up with his ex-girlfriend and that she was Polly amorous. And so like she had a husband and like kids and his, her husband had a girlfriend and like it was a lot of people. My to buy day, we call that cheating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But... <laughs> But he was, like, buying them all Christmas presents and stuff. So when they broke up the following Christmas, I was like, Dad, I've done the math. And if you were spending, like, $50 per person in that scenario, that is enough to buy me one Switch. Like, yeah. It's just basic, like, cost-benefit analysis at this point. Yeah. So It would be dumb not to. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I was like, I think this is the best use of your money at this point i would agree yeah. and so it was a very compelling argument and uh i got the switch so, so you were uh, we were talking about your instagram right before that i yeah. apologize I, no, I, okay. I i veered off by saying what the hell is field research <laughs> yeah yeah but that's um well and it's and it's pretty i don't know like i i just say like yeah it's fields research like people yeah. people can generally spell and find say, that yeah well yeah. you'd be surprised well and i so many people have spelled my name wrong it's an embarrassing for them i always double and triple check i always make sure i write it right in the book to, <laughs> just so that way whenever i type it anywhere else afterwards i yeah. know that, no, that for a sense. fact yeah um but yeah I, I appreciate you being here on the show i appreciate you uh doing the like i said I, I really enjoy watching you uh, excel at comedy and do and, and it's cool to know that like you're at least somebody who is like you want to challenge yourself in those yeah. c- scenarios like you said like okay well I've gotten to this part and and it's something that you've taken to and like gone to a point where you're like all right well because that's the thing is if you go to if it's just like all right oh I just want to go to the open mic or I just want to go work on some stuff or I'm gonna just go say another joke the same jokes over and over or something like that it's it's there's weird things that like everybody likes to have rules on a lot of uh, mm-hmm. the stuff and i i like the fact that you're you're kind of like well I, it, it's almost like every, how comedy has always been explained to me has always been like it's like uh your independent contractors and how i always thought that was supposed to be the benefit was you can do anything you want you mm-hmm. can make your own hours you can do whatever and if you wanted to work for them you could do what they ask but for the most part you can just kind of do whatever you want yeah so it's been really counterproductive in my opinion and i've really gone through a lot of struggles so it's really cool to hear that somebody is like yeah i just do it have fun you're not you're not overthinking it yeah because a lot of people in that competition for sure were overthinking their position their who what are they going to do what like and a lot of people like took a loss really bad you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if it was us or if it was. Well, there was one in person in particular that, that I yeah. mean, it, there has been, it, and, and over time that's going to happen in general. Yeah. But like, I, it's cool to know that, like, again, might be the the upbringing the upbringing you had, or mm-hmm. just like a like overall general demeanor that's pretty level headed. That's just cool to know that you're like, yeah, I've kind of I've kind of already excelled at what I wanted to do in stand up. Yeah. So now it's just everything from here is pretty much cake and like. It's something that I've definitely been able to put more time into now that I have a more of a nine to five job. Have you ever tried uh, submitting to like things like reductress or like uh, hard hard times or anything like that? No, but it's something I, th- I'd I would be open highly to. suggest something like yeah. that to you because you have uh, I think the 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 tools for it. Like not you know what I mean like the the mindset the the well the um, unencumbered interest in the subjects 
that like would like I think you that and the wit mixed with the wit and humor that would be a way to say like I think that would be a really cool next step for you not to I'll not to like it. manage your yeah no your I mean I am I'm super open to hell and look I'm so happy Carmela's here right for the I end of the show um yeah I'm super open to opportunities and like you know any advice I mean you know Pat just a shout out to you you've I mean we've known each other for like three years now that's how long i've been doing comedy and um you and some of the other comics in the area have just been you know so welcoming and um you know i'm always open to you guys's feedback and i know you only have like my best interests in mind and like you guys really want to see me succeed and that 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 means a lot anytime like my wife (laughs) my wife says it all the time where like she always will bring up the fact that like i think the (laughs) a lot of times it'll be people think that honesty is like being rude or something like Mm -hmm. that or it's just being like i'm just being honest like that's how but i try to use it as a genuine like constructive tool something that can actually help like not that if i'm not saying anything to you like you have no value but like she's always saying like if if i'm telling you something i don't mean anything else by it i'm i wouldn't be talking to you if i didn't like you right yeah and that doesn't mean that if i don't talk to you i don't like you that just means that like if i'm talking to you even if it sounds like i'm saying something negative to you i promise you i'm not i promise you it's not because i would i wouldn't go up to you to say a negative thing to you right just i would never ever do that yeah Yeah. you know what i mean like that's not my that's never been my thing and it's not that i don't hate people (laughs) i love kitty cats you know what i mean see we're very friendly people we're very friendly people but i it, it does make me feel good that you at least have that feeling of because that's it's been a mixed it's a mixed bag sometimes in the 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 small scene that is actually here because for the longest time it wasn't a scene it wasn't people working together it wasn't people actually or it was or maybe it just wasn't it was groups of people working together and it's kind of like that even still yeah a little clicky but i mean that's what's going to happen when you get a bunch of people with similar interests as long as there aren't beefs yeah that's all that's yeah. like as we don't there's no need for that because no. there are different tastes in comedy right so there are going to be different groups for different types of comics so yeah. clicks aren't the worst thing but it's when it's like oh when it's malicious you're gonna get a thing that i should get or i should get a thing that you're getting or mm-hmm. whatever it may be yeah it's, it's like just be happy yeah. for each other and whatever we accomplish i don't care that's yeah. like eddie eddie daniels shout out to eddie daniels, eddie daniels. His i heard he had such a great show sold I out the comedy it. zone it was him alia uh 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 ratchet five what's god yeah, damn it matt moyer matt moyer yeah. I, I don't know why i was like i always know channel five ratchet news shout yeah. out channel five alia Wright, uh eddie daniels and yeah, i believe I somebody from pittsburgh i think they had come out um but they sold out the comedy zone for eddie's birthday shout out to eddie for having a birthday, for being an awesome being headliner, alive at the, and, yeah, and all of those guys, you know yeah. what I mean? That's that's the thing. That's of, what we what we want to see, and that's what you know we want to be able to be like. Wow, look at you doing that awesome was awesome, things. great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if if <clears throat> if it can't succeed, if 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 it can't succeed with people like actually, we we already know it doesn't succeed if people are working against each other. It's just that's just how it happens. But if you can get it to succeed you're gonna do it with people actually giving a shit like the same thing with the roast battle right like if you're you know 
okay like yeah. let's help each other out have a, have a good time we're trying to wear something a little ridiculous give them a little something give your yeah. friends something to make fun of you for you know yeah, absolutely but um uh thank you so much for uh yeah, for, for your time out. thank you guys for watching pounding thank off you. online thanks for uh casey and hal and anybody else that uh checked out the show today this one will probably be out on audio only next monday not okay. tomorrow but next monday um, but in the meantime, you can check out the video here on YouTube. Check out some of the other stuff. Uh, Drag the Lake with Andy. Uh, that's another show. We got a new episode coming out this Monday. Some other ones. Some more list episodes on Spotify. Falls Count Anywhere. Proper Abonics. Check out Trauma Hood. And 6 a.m. Podcast. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Awesome. Uh, we love you. You're a busy dude. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> Bruce.